With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No it's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Garrett Wilson. Wow! What a catch! Touchdown, Jets! That kid's amazing. Gibson on the return. Near side. I don't see any flags. Gibson inside the 30. Hits the Jets. And he's going to go. Jets win it. Touchdown, rookie Xavier Gibson. Game over. Allen has time. Intercepted. Sauce Gardner's got it. Allen tripped up. He could not get past Jermaine Johnson. Oh, look at the speed of Brees Hall. He's done it again. Brees Lightning. 62 yards for the touchdown. And he's sacked again by Quinn Williams. What a beast. Number 95 for the Jets. Listen, thank you. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And it is time to talk midweek news and notes with our friend who covers the Jets for AM New York, Nick Farrier. Nick, what's going on, brother? How are you? Great to hear from you again, Scott. Great to be back. Going to be a lot of fun. It certainly will be. Going to be a lot of fun for everybody this Sunday, hopefully, as the Jets take on the Denver Broncos. And it might be especially fun for Nathaniel Hackett if he gets a chance to shove it up Sean Payton's, well, you know, where the sun don't shine, so to speak. We'll keep this as a family podcast, Nick. But Sean Payton, not going to give the Jets any additional reason to get fired up. We already know what the initial comments were. But he was pretty complimentary when asked about the Jets earlier this week. Yeah, and, and this is kind of the, the professionalism of Sean Payton, knowing he kind of screwed up uh, beginning of the year and talking about the, the mess that uh, Nathaniel Hackett left him. But ultimately, I think if you're going to look at it from the perspective of what Payton said today and what he said you know, a couple, couple months ago, it really shows you that originally, and, and the reason why he said that originally was because this is the coach that realized they weren't going to be as good as he thought when he originally took the job. I think when he took the Denver head coaching job, he felt that he could fix Russell Wilson and that would make this team a playoff team. And that clearly is not the case. This defense is a mess. 
Uh, there's a lot of problems within the Denver Broncos organization that he has to clean up, and it's not going to be a one-year fix. So ultimately, I think he realized a little too late about why he did some of those things, uh, and he's trying to walk them back now. But it seems the professionalism that he has uh, he ha- has changed a little bit uh, and, and sort of in line with what the Jets are trying to do and focus on uh, going into uh, week five. In fairness to Sean Payton, and I hate being fair to Sean Payton because I'm not a big fan of his, but you got to be fair on this. He hasn't entirely fixed Russell Wilson, but Russell Wilson has played a lot better under Sean Payton than he did last year in Denver. As you said, though, the defense has been a huge problem for the Denver Broncos, so we'll see what happens with that this Sunday if the Jets can take advantage of how poorly that Denver Broncos defense has played. Nick, we talked about the Denver Broncos quarterback position with Russell Wilson. Let's talk about the Jets quarterback position with Zach Wilson. Played arguably his best game as a pro on Sunday night against the Chiefs, and now he is going to hang on to that job for at least another week. He's QB1, Tim Boyle QB2. Trevor Simeon will remain on the practice squad. That's a little surprising to me. I thought that Simeon by now would be the backup, but maybe another week or two, or perhaps they have a little more faith in Tim Boyle than some of us realize. Yeah, and I think when you look at the the, the sort of mindset that the Jets have, um, we have to look at it obviously in the vacuum of the last week. So, you know, originally a lot of reports are coming out and simply saying that if Wilson did not play well against Kansas City, he would be benched and the Jets would be looking to make a move at the quarterback position. Zach Wilson played, quite frankly, out of his mind on Sunday night, outplayed arguably the best quarterback in all of football in this era. Uh, and he's come out here and really you see that change and you saw that change in the offense where once he started letting it rip, the offense started moving with conviction, with confidence. Uh, and it looked like a pro-style offense. It looked like an offense that can win a lot of games this year. Um, so by seeing that against a top five, top ten defense in the Kansas City Chiefs, and they were going into that week, so that's still even more impressive when you look at Zach Wilson's performance. But when you look at it in terms of that, now it has solidified his job, I think, for at least a couple more weeks. Um, the Jets still need to rack up wins. A one and three start is not good. Uh, and they need to turn it around quickly in order to be able to get back into the playoff race. I still think they can because the schedule lightens up over the next couple of weeks. But because Wilson played so well and outperformed Patrick Mahomes, this kind of puts you in a position where, hey, we've, we're going to trust our QB1, and we're going to try to keep the quarterback room as stable as possible. And the way you do that is you don't invite competition. You don't put Simeon as the backup immediately. You have him just simply have Tim Boyle be the backup. Nick, on the subject of Jets quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers made his weekly appearance on the Pat McAfee show, said he's well ahead of normal protocols for an Achilles injury, and sounded confident he can return quicker than outside expectations. Also revealed he has an ankle issue. Rodgers continuing to hint that he'd like to try to come back before the end of the season. I understand that he really is motivated to come back early, but I just don't see any way that it happens. And I don't think it's a good idea for him to try and rush back, especially at age 40, which is the age he would be by the time he would be coming back. Also said it was disappointing that the message he delivered to the team Saturday night got leaked to the media, said that the team has to tighten the ship up. I don't know why he was upset about that, Nick. It was a positive message, and there's no reason to be mad that the media found out about it. I'm not sure what that's about. Maybe he just feels like everything that they talk about as a team 
shouldn't be leaked to reporters, but I thought it was fine what he said. Also said he's proud of Zach Wilson because of exactly what you said, that Wilson has shown a lot of leadership growth and he looked like a guy that was capable of executing a pro-style offense. So, Nick, your thoughts on those comments and everything else that was said by Aaron Rodgers during his weekly appearance on the Pat McAfee show. Yeah, Scott, it's it's pretty much lining up exactly with what you said. This is a quarterback that thinks that the Jets' offense can turn it around and can you know conversely turn their season around. And I think when you look at what the AFC has done and you look at the AFC picture as a whole, there are a lot of games to be won for the New York Jets over the next couple of weeks. And there's a very clear path to getting back into the playoff race. Cincinnati isn't as good as people thought. Los Angeles, the Chargers are lucky they're not 0-4 right now based on the way that they have played over the last few weeks. Pittsburgh has played poorly. Um, you look at, you know, the, the Bills have played great. The Dolphins have played great. But even then, those are two very flawed teams. So there's a path here for the Jets to compete late into the, into uh, December. And, and this is where I kind of disagree with you, Scott. So let me paint this picture for you. Let's say the Jets are 9-7, and you know, 8-8, and whatever it is going into the final week against the New England Patriots in Foxborough. And Rodgers comes out and says, I want to play. I'm ready to go. Can you imagine the seismic shift that would come from him being healthy enough to step on the field and play and end the 15-game losing streak to your arch nemesis that would probably not, not only knock them out of the playoff race themselves, but also knock off Belichick potentially forever? We don't know his standing long-term within the organization. That is that is a very juicy potential future that you're looking at. Uh, and I think that's certainly something that that, that he's envisioning. Uh, but the one caveat he said was, we need to start racking up wins. Because, of course, if they're 5-10, and 10, if they're you know eliminated from playoff contention early, there's no way in hell he's going to be coming back from meaningless games. I understand what you're saying, Nick, but I would assume – that if the Jets are in that position where a win might get them into the playoffs that late in the season, that probably means Zach Wilson is playing well. And if he's playing well, I don't see the need to rush Aaron Rodgers back after not having played, for all intents and purposes, an entire year. Because, yeah, he played four snaps in the opener, but he really hasn't played in a game since last season. So to rush him back at age 40, not knowing how effective he would be, especially if Zach Wilson is playing well enough to have the Jets with a winning record that late in the season. That's a huge risk, not only for that particular point in time, but for the long run, because again, he's 40 years old and who knows what kind of long-term damage that could do if he comes back too early. So obviously I'll leave that one to the doctors. We'll see how Rogers recovery progresses, but I think it's really wishful thinking by both Rogers and anybody else who thinks that he could come back that quickly and on top of that, not only come back that quickly, but be effective at that stage of the game. But Nick, as you said, it all becomes moot if the Jets don't start winning some games. I think they had a very good chance to win that game on Sunday night against the Kansas City Chiefs if they didn't get completely hosed by the referees down the stretch. Of course, the big one that's been talked about is the Sauce Gardner holding call where the referee threw the flag after the interception. A lot of people suspicious of that one, Nick. We have heard from Sauce Gardner. He talked about it, and then he went on Twitter and did a detailed breakdown of exactly what happened there. Luke Grant, who does the film for us over on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Jet, had a great point. He said, even if you think that it was a legitimate holding call, which I don't and Luke doesn't either, if you're not going to call that, 
all game, which is the type of back and forth battle between the receiver and cornerback that you'd seen the previous 58 minutes of the game. You can't then decide to change what you've been calling the entire way the last two minutes. That's like not calling a low strike the entire game and then in the bottom of the ninth inning calling low strikes. you got to be consistent about it. So I think it wasn't a holding call, but even if you do, if you're not going to call it the rest of the way, you got to call it. Now, Dean Blandino, former NFL official, he came out and said that he believes it was the correct call. Robert Sala clearly feels otherwise, although he wasn't going to get too salty about it publicly because he knows he can get fined. So, Nick, break all this down. Dean Blandino, Sauce, Robert Sala, they all spoke about what they think of that holding call and whether or not the officiating crew got it right on Sunday night. Yeah, and Scott, you kind of alluded to it originally. It's about consistency. This isn't about them missing the call or should the call have been made or not. It's about the consistency and tempo of a football game. If a holding call is not being made consistently throughout a game, right, for three and a half quarters, the type of blocking is is letting it go and, and there aren't any holding calls made, it doesn't make sense that within the final five minutes, that call to suddenly change and for reps to say, well, by letter of the law, this is a hold. We're just going to forget the other stuff. But what that tells me is that ref, that referee crew, that officiating crew is just plain incompetent. That's basically what it tells me. And on Sunday night, you have that example. Dean Blandino is, is judging the play based on the rule book. And based on the rule book, it can be interpreted that it's a hold. The problem is if you look at the consistency and tempo of Sunday night's game and you look at the tape, every single play the Jets had on offense, the Chiefs were pressing at the line of scrimmage. And there were several plays where someone like Garrett Wilson was getting hand-checked down the field, not within the five yards that is that is you know acceptable for, for defensive holding, but down the field he was getting hand-checked. Randall Cobb was getting hand-checked. Alan Lazard, all these receivers – we're getting pretty much mugged down the sideline, and it wasn't a holding call throughout the game. Now, to be fair, Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed, these guys are doing the same thing throughout the game. Why suddenly is it a holding penalty late in the game as opposed to not? This is part of the consistency problem the NFL has. You saw that particularly in Super Bowl 57 in last February. The Eagles and Chiefs were going at it, and it was a great showing, great battle, but for the first time all game, they called a holding penalty with a minute 30 left, and that changes the tide of the game. It changes the tempo of the game. So what it tells you is that when someone comes out and says, well, yes, it's a holding call by the letter of the law, sure, but you're not going about the full context of the rule. Because if you're not going to call it the entire game, then what you're saying is our referees are incompetent and can't be trusted to make calls throughout an entire game, so we might as well let them do whatever the hell they want and defend them when they get the call right originally. That's the problem here, uh, and that's what Robert Sala is talking about. And he spoke today to the media, and he basically said, I'm not looking for, for a decision on if the call is correct or not. I'm looking for the 50 other plays throughout the game that weren't called based on that same ruling because that's the problem here. And that's been the problem for decades. I, you know, I tweeted out uh, on Sunday night. I talked about, you know, Patrick Mahomes getting protected by Tom Brady levels of refereeing where certain penalties weren't being called for three and a half quarters. And then late in the game with the quarterback having the ball, he'd get that protection. 
you know, that doesn't happen with the New York Jets. That doesn't happen with select quarterbacks. It happens with the best of the best. Now, we can sit here and say that there's conspiracy and all these other different stuff, but the fact of the matter is there is a clear there are clear examples that show that inconsistent referees make calls at certain points in the game when they wouldn't at any other juncture. And that inconsistency breeds incompetence. It breeds the pitchforks and the people coming out saying this game is rigged Again, I'm not saying it's rigged, but the fact of the matter is the more incompetent these officials become based on their inconsistent calls, the worse this is going to get. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at chumpacasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Nick, last week, one of the big stories was the comments made by Joe Namath about Zach Wilson, and they were very, very harsh. Namath made an appearance on the Michael K. show this week. The way he started off, I didn't like it, but then he sort of smoothed it out. He said, well, he played well, played pretty darn good, and that's what we want to see. Believe me, now I'm a Jets fan. I want us to do well. I get fed up whenever something goes wrong, of course, and I'm tired of losing. But Zach did some positive things. We know he has athletic ability. We know he has good feet. He can run around, and we know he has a strong arm, and he showed that again. Yeah, he showed it yesterday, but it's the mistakes that hurt us a bit. That last line annoyed me a little bit, but then Namath went on to say, I said those comments last week. I take them back. I hope Zach Wilson is here for 10 years. So basically what he's saying is he saw some real growth from Zach Wilson, and he's hoping that Wilson builds on it and winds up being the franchise quarterback that we all thought he can be when he was drafted out of BYU. And as I said last week, Nick, Joe Namath is a passionate Jet supporter. He's the guy who, more than anybody who has ever lived, is linked 
with the Jets franchise forever. And so obviously he gets really fired up about this, but I think he spoke out of emotion last week and now he saw some things that he likes. And so he's starting to relax a little bit. As Aaron Rodgers said, relax. Joe Namath is taking his advice. So we'll see if Zach Wilson can build on that. But it was nice to hear Joe Namath give Zach Wilson credit for a positive performance on Sunday against the Chiefs. Yeah, and listen, Namath can be as, as frustrated as he wants. He's he's essentially a god amongst fans in the New York Jets. The, the one thing that I will say, and he's not particularly wrong about the mistakes, you know, let, let's let's be fair and objective about his, his play. As good as he was, that fumble really, really hurt. And that's where Wilson was kind of hard on himself in saying that I lost the team the game because I fumbled the ball at midfield. That's a bad fumble, and that's a bad play. But the fact of the matter is that doesn't take away from the fact that to simply say he had a good game on Sunday night is incorrect and not fair enough to him. He was phenomenal. There are quarterbacks in the NFL in week five that were outplayed by Zach Wilson that are all pro Pro Bowl caliber players. Zach Wilson, the way he commanded the pocket, commanded the huddle, brought the team back from 17 down. You know, two touchdown throws and throw to Alan Lazard in the end zone. That touchdown pass was a freaking thing of beauty. I mean, how beautiful was that throw? The back shoulder fade uh, to Jeremy Rucker. He was absolutely slinging the ball. And Robert Sala said as much, you know, they wanted to go back to the ground game. But as he put it, he simply said, you know, we're not going to take the ball away from Zach Wilson. He was absolutely dealing. And he was. And there's reason for, for Jet fans to be excited about this Denver game. Because, quite frankly, the Broncos' defense stinks, and if Zach Wilson plays anything close to that performance against Kansas City, the Jets are going to win that game by two or three scores. You know, they, they have a significant talent, um, you know, strength over a team like Denver and over many teams in this upcoming schedule, uh, you know, in the next few weeks, that they can really get back to 500 or more so um, just because just if he starts playing as well as he did in that game. So I get where Namath's coming from. I get that little bit of frustration with the one mistake, uh, but you can't take away from the fact that he was just on another planet on Sunday night. Nick, the Jets are hurting at defensive back. That's why they got rid of Chris Glazer and Cedric Abuhe, the offensive lineman, and added Craig James, Tay Hayes, and Kalen Barnes, all defensive backs. A big part of this is because Tony Adams is on the way back. He may or may not play on Sunday, but he was banged up and missed the game this past Sunday against the Chiefs. Brandon Eccles is out, and it looks like that may go on for a little while, so they need some insurance there. And DJ Reed, he's in concussion protocol. Robert Salas said he's optimistic that Reed can play, but remember, that's pretty much what he said about Dwayne Brown right before Dwayne Brown wound up on IR. I'm not saying that DJ Reed's going to wind up on IR. What I am saying is, I wouldn't really read much into Robert Sala saying that he's optimistic that Reed will play because Sala has been known to be a little fast and loose with this stuff. I would think there's a good chance Reed doesn't play on Sunday. As Rich Samini from ESPN.com reported, nobody this season that's been in concussion protocol has played the same week that they've been in that protocol. The last guy to do that was Kenny Pickett last year. So I think there's a good chance that DJ Reed doesn't play we know that Brandon Eccles isn't going to play. Tell us a little bit more about what's going on with the injury situation overall, Nick. Yeah, it's you know it, it's difficult in the secondary. Um, I know they they opened up the practice window for the for the rookie Jarek Bernard Converse. Um, they they tried up a couple people over the next you know today and over the next couple of days. 
Um, so ultimately, I think, you know, they, they're high on Hall, uh, the the outside cornerback, uh, the backup. I think he's he's a surefire fit to replace DJ Reed um, if he can't go. The, the one thing that I'll caution, you know, he, he seemed – Salah seemed more relaxed than he did with Dwayne Brown when he was going through that whole, yeah, we, we expect Brown to play and, and whatnot. Um, and that happened very, very quickly. If if DJ Reed clears concussion protocol, I don't think he needs a practice time overall because it's more about just making sure he's in the right position against his Denver, Denver Broncos offense. Uh, and this is a Broncos offense that is still very good. They have plenty of weapons on the offensive end, uh, and they're going to need the Jets are going to need their collection of, of corners in order to be able to have an edge in that game. Uh, but ultimately, I think this defense is still very good. The Denver Broncos offensive line isn't that good. Um, so it may not even it may not even matter, really. You know, when you have a lockdown corner like Sauce Gardner, um, it's always great to have another pro bowler uh, you know, across from him. And that's why this defense is so good against top quarterbacks. Um, but when that defensive line is cooking and they did really well against Kansas City, uh, I think I think it's really going to mitigate that kind of loss, even if it's for one game. And for all intents and purposes, it, you know, worst case scenario, DJ Reed's only missing one game. You're going to need him for that game in Philadelphia more than you'll need him in Denver. Nick, you mentioned Jark Bernard Converse, who is one of the Jets' draft picks this past year. So is Carter Warren, the tackle out of Pitt. Both of those guys returned to practice today. The Jets now have 21 days to add them to the active roster. Do you get the sense that they're going to do that for both players? I think they'll definitely add them um, within that window. I just don't see it happening right away. Um, I know they're both they're high on both players, um, and they're going to need that depth in the secondary specifically with Bernard Converse. Uh, but when it comes to Warren, a lot of people forget there's no guarantee that Dwayne Brown comes back 100% um, and, and plays to the level that a lot of people expect him to. So having depth along the offensive line is very, very important. And they really like this Carter Warren kid. You know, he's got good footwork. He obviously has some injury problems. But the injury problems are the only reason why it took him that long to be drafted in the first place. He has upper echelon talent of tackles in his draft class. So, you know, he stays healthy. I think he can be a very good project, maybe a swing tackle within his next couple of years. Um, but ultimately, you know, if Brown doesn't come back 100%, I think he could have a role on this team the minute he, he gets on the field. Nick, do we get the sense that Wes Schweitzer and Tony Adams are going to come back this week? I I would – if I were a betting man, I would say both are playing on Sunday. Um, and I don't think Schweitzer is going to start – because quite frankly, as good as he is, Joe Tipman has been lights out at right guard, and it would not make any sense to bench him. Um, a second-round rookie who's playing really good ball um, for a swing guard, you know, a project guard, a veteran guy like that, it's better to have him come in in relief of an injured player than have him start right away and take snaps away from a rookie playing his ass off. And with Tony Adams, the Jets really value the three-safety look, you know, as, as high as they are on Jamie and Sherwood, it's not like he has been fantastic through four games. So you definitely want to have that third safety. They like having Adrian Amos play that third safety role. And having Tony Adams in the game will certainly help them sort of solidify the back end. Personally, I feel, you know, again, going back to the injury to DJ Reed, if he doesn't play but they get Tony Adams back, that at least protects them again in the middle of the field against tight ends. And, and quick receivers over the middle. So I think it'll still be a very good matchup, and I think both will, will have a role uh, come game time on Sunday against Denver. 
Nick, last order of business. Reese Hall, Robert Salas said today that he is no longer on a pitch count, but then turned around and basically said they're still going to limit him anyway because they want to get the ball into the hands of other players. I get that to some extent. You don't want to overwork him, but if he's not on a pitch count, you would hope he gets more than the six carries he got against the Chiefs on Sunday night. I also think the Jets are going to have to start looking at just not giving the ball to Dalvin Cook, as we've said many times. He looks like he's running in quicksand, and I would think that pretty soon the Jets are just going to have to admit that it was a mistake signing him. He just isn't what he used to be and start giving his carries to Michael Carter, maybe activate Israel Banacanda because Brees Hall is going to need to see more carries, but you're still going to have to have somebody else to take some of the carries in a change of pace role, and it really doesn't look like Dalvin Cook can be that guy. Well, and this is where, you know, it gets a little tricky, right? So let's start with Brees Hall. First off, his efficiency rates are off the chart. He's got something along the lines of like 35, 36 carries, and he's averaging close to seven yards a carry. I mean, that is just absurd numbers through the first month of the season. And it's a big reason why they want to keep him not so much on a pitch count, but they want to limit his snaps. You don't want him running 25 touches a game this early in the year. You want to save him for the later parts of the season when teams are banged up, when, when you know teams are starting to get a little tired and all those different things. To save him for later on in the year, I totally understand. And it makes sense for a guy coming off an ACL injury. The thing with Dalvin Cook, and, and it's a very complex issue because there's a lot of context that has to be placed here. First off, he didn't have OTAs and he didn't have training camp. That's the argument right now that the Jets are using as to why it's been a slow start from him. And in fairness, we are seeing a lot of veteran running backs these days not have OTAs, not have you know training camp because they're looking for new contracts. And they come out at the beginning of the season, and they start very, very slow. They're not as consistent. They're more injury-prone. Um, they're having trouble with vision and all those kind of things. You're seeing those problems happen with a lot of veteran running backs. So that can be expected at times with Dalvin Cook. And I think the Jets are really in a positive standpoint to him and saying, listen, we're looking at his GPS numbers. They're getting faster by the day. He's getting his legs out from under him. It won't be long before he starts breaking out. So – it's sort of the give and take here. Obviously, Michael Carter, they're high on him. He had a killer drop in that game, but they're still very high on him. Uh, Abanaconda has been obviously inactive over the last couple of weeks uh, to start the season. But ultimately, I feel they really want to have this one-two punch with Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook. And until he gets his legs out from under him, it's just going to look just out of place and out of funk. It seems every time they put Dalvin Cook on the field, it sort of kills the drive. Um, and the clearest example was the last offensive series uh, in yesterday's game and Sunday's game because, you know, they're driving at midfield. They're having a great drive so far. They're going in for the lead. And they put Dalvin Cook in on first and 10 at midfield. And he gets stuffed at the line of scrimmage, sort of ends momentum. And the very next play, Zach Wilson fumbles the football. I'm not saying that, you know, Cook is to be blamed for that because that's on the quarterback. But there is a causality where, listen, if you're running with momentum, why change that momentum in the first place? So it's definitely a fine line that they're going to have to balance over the next couple of weeks. But if they're confident that they can get the best out of him and then within the next couple of weeks, you at least let him get it you know, to October to see just how good he can be. Nick Faria covering the Jets for AM New York. Thanks so much for coming on and breaking down the midweek news and notes with me. Really appreciate it. For everybody that wants to check out everything you're doing at AM New York, what do you have up right now and what's coming up over the next couple of days? 
Yeah, we got uh, a lot of stuff on the offense. The offense has been the talk of the town recently. Unlike the New York Giants, uh, this is an offensive group that is getting better. We're going to focus on the offensive line, the quarterback play, and Nathaniel Hackett's return to Denver. Uh, And then obviously next week is the big focus. It's against the Philadelphia Eagles, which I am personally excited for because that's going to be a great game. Uh, Very excited for the stuff that I'm going to be bringing you guys. We're going to try out a couple new things later on, uh, and we'll see how it sticks. Make sure you check out everything Nick's doing in AM New York. Also, check out everything we've got going on over at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. We've got some awesome All-22 breakdowns on our channel. So watch our videos and subscribe if you haven't already, youtube.com slash playlikeajet. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-public.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quinn Williams, Bless You, Thank You shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there, tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-public.com. And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes. If you haven't done that already, easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. It doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content. You know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details